It's laundry day and we're washing all the clothes here on Ready Pages Podcast. March 2019. This is Red Pages Podcast, episode number 127, and I am an alien f- that taught ancient civilization how to make a pyramid. <laughs> and I'm the moon that faked a landing. I'm Justin. I'm Gord. And we're here to bring you all of the truth about what actually happened in history last week. <laughs> This is, I, I guess that we could call ourselves, like, Last Week Right Now. That seems like a, a name for a show. Only we're covering way more than a week, because we haven't podcasted in, like, a month. Which yeah. means that we have plenty of stuff to talk about. So, Gord, what are your plenty of stuff to talk about? My, my plenty of stuff to talk about is that I don't ever have any time to do anything, and I'm always tired. My, uh, my kids are getting life. older and requiring more and more attention. Wasn't that supposed to be the opposite? Like, as they got older, they became more <laughs> self-sufficient? Yeah. Like, a zero-year-old, you gotta hold his head up, but once you've got that covered, you're basically good. And food and cleaning is just a regular thing. But now they're asking you questions and running around, breaking stuff, and hitting each other. Just always, just always hitting each other. Has William learned to read yet? Or not? Is he is he not yet reading? He's getting there. He can read three words. So once once he once you get him able to read, then you won't ever have to take care of him again. Because anytime he needs something, you just <laughs> give him a book. And <laughs> just write the instructions on paper and hand them to him. Or just like he won't be like, play with me, play with me, play with me. He'll be like, give me a book, hmm. and then I'll play with this book, and then he'll get tired of it after ten minutes and give it to Finn, and Finn will chew on it. <laughs> Uh, he is, uh, he is still toilet training. Which Finn is, uh, or, or, uh... William, uh, and, uh, we're desperate enough that we're bribing him with TV and video games. He, uh, he just beat Super Mario Odyssey yesterday. Yeah, by himself? No, uh, we had assist mode on, and, uh, from time to time he'd, he'd give one of us the controller. I don't, I don't know what assist mode is. Oh, assist mode, uh... Doubles your health, makes it so that you regenerate health when you stand still. Um, instead of dying from falling off ledges or into lava or whatever, uh, it pops you into a bubble and uh, lands you back where you fell from or the, the last ah, safe. So baby spot. mode, yeah, <laughs> perfectly suited for a baby. Yeah, huh, that's a um, lot of that's a lot of safety rails. Yep. Yeah. Uh, oh, it also puts. Uh, it will always draw a line of arrows to the next. Uh, what's the word? What do you call that? Mandatory moon. Yeah. So like, it's that's some interesting game design. Like, you've got to choose. I don't know, six or eight moons in each world. The just the ones that you need in order to get to the next spot. Uh. And so I, I was wondering, uh, like, what was there like a feedback loop there where the people working on assist mode would say, you know, uh, if this one were just a little bit easier, it would be perfect for adding to this this path. Um, you can leave the path and get uh, non-essential ones. Uh, mm. Actually, I should I should go back and find out if I were just a little more interested. I would go back and find out if uh, that subtracts moons from the, uh, the 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 training wheels path. Uh, I doubt it. Hmm. That seems like it'll be too much work. It does, but it also seemed like I, uh, we always had exactly enough to uh, to power the ship up and move on mm. to the next place. That uh, that belongs in the games segment. <laughs> uh, we watched Wreck-It Ralph 2 
ah. and Into the Spider-Verse. Those are both good movies. Ah, Wreck-It Ralph 2 was all right. Um, the vast majority of the movie was, ha-ha, ha-ha, Twitter, but it's actually birds. Now let's just, like, spend two or three minutes zooming in on uh, a bunch of birds carrying pictures of Grumpy Cat around. You may remember my commentary, which was, <laughs> it was good whenever it was jokes about the internet and bad whenever it was advancing the plot. <laughs> I didn't think, like, I don't like the uh, corrupted protagonist character. I think that, uh, I don't really like that. Corrupt. You didn't, you didn't like evil Ralph? Yeah. Yeah, because the plot is, see, it's really a commentary on toxic masculinity. <laughs> but actually it is. Y- you're not wrong. <laughs> you're not. <laughs> uh, really liked those Disney princesses, though. Yeah, that was fantastic. They are very good. Yep. Yeah, the- <laughs> <laughs> that whole they scene was just make a movie about those guys yeah yeah a, a whole series of them over the last what 60 years no those are all standalone <laughs> you don't get the the modern classy day like mm. lounging about in pajamas princesses anywhere outside of this movie but you could do a tv show that could to- i mean it would be like yeah. the super friends right like they all live in the same house and they've <laughs> yeah. all got their own jobs, but then they come home and deal with everyday, like, normal problems, like paying the bills. Uh, which I guess they wouldn't have a problem with because they're all fabulously wealthy, except for Pocahontas, <laughs> I guess, who has no need for money because she lives in a pre-capitalist uh, society. Yep. And uh, Vanellope, who is a hobo. Yeah. I guess she <laughs> is a hobo. She <laughs> she literally says that, right? <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, you, you know what you can make a TV show out of is, uh, do you remember that trilogy of fantasy novels by that, uh, that one British author? The Lord of the Rings? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I bet you I could. thought that you were pretending that Lord of the Rings was an answer, <laughs> but that wasn't the right answer, so I'm disappointed that it was <laughs> just Lord of the Rings. But then I Amazon. remember, oh yeah. Amazon's uh, doing that. Yep. It's gonna be set. I guess it's so a prequel. Though, so it'll be fine. It'll be really boring, and nobody will care, and then it will not get renewed for a third season. Now, you know what they're going to do? Is they're going to throw in something like uh, an elf uh, riding a a shield down a flight of stairs like a skateboard? Yeah, but that ruled. (laughs) (laughs) Not in my Lord of the Rings. That was was totally good in The Two Towers. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah, so, you know, Look, record, record never wrote that that didn't happen. <laughs> record Ralph was, Record Ralph 2 was good. Uh, I think the first one was better. Yes, it was. Unless you could do just a movie of the, uh, the Disney princesses. Yeah, that whole scene was, uh, Maggie and I, like, calling out what all their t-shirts said. Because that very, was pretty yeah, great. I'm, I'm very upset that they do not sell any of those shirts in men's sizes. <laughs> Because I went online and I was like, oh, okay, like, they're technically women's shirts, but I could buy one in a large and it would fit me. And then I was like, oh, it's a it's a women's shirt. And also it's got, like, a deep V-neck or it's got, like, cropped shoulders or something. And I was like, ah, come on. You don't uh, you don't have the confidence to pull off a V-neck, a deep V-neck? I had one, in, I had one V-neck in high school, but it was just uncomfortable. Hmm. Because, You've probably uh, got some, some, some D-neck, V-neck... Uh... Uh, knit vests. Maybe. Um, but you wear those over something else. It's not like a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, now I had one because I was the only fan of the B-team girls softball team that my friends were on, so I would go to their games and then they gave me one of the team shirts because I was their only fan. <laughs> Outside of their parents. I was mm. like, but my friend, all my friends are on this team. You like Spider-Verse uh- better? Spider-Verse was fantastic. Is this fantastic. the last podcast that we get to talk about Spider-Verse on now that we've both seen it? <laughs> I guess guests can keep bringing it up. Well, it won the Academy Award, right? So Did it? They're going to be making another one. Nice. Just just so sick of all these Marvel movies, man. <laughs> this one is very much not a Marvel movie. Uh, yeah, it does have Stan Lee in it, though. Yeah, so did, uh, so did Wreck-It Ralph, too. Which is confusing. So did Big Hero 6. Yeah. And uh, 
Teen Titans Go to the Movies had a had a Stanley cameo in it as well. <laughs> That's a DC movie. Yeah, I know. That's why he 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 just like stands in the center of the screen. He's like, I'm Stanley. I'm here for my contractually obligated cameo. Have you heard about me, Stanley? Have you a cameo in this movie? And then they tell him it's a DC movie, and he he leaves. So. Man, I gotta I gotta watch that movie. That sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, well, the ten minutes I saw of it were a lot of fun. Um, Spider Verse was fantastic. Uh, I don't know how they got away with it. It feels like they got away with something. Uh, they were they uh, they said they were talking about that on uh, tested. Adam Savage's tested. Um, mm-hmm. no, I guess I guess technically it's still untitled the podcast project. On the tested project, but, um, they were saying, uh, uh, like they have no idea how this got past the studio executives, just like shooting it because down at every point. What you're making, you're making it a cartoon. You're making, you're just throwing out a, a bunch of this non-standard plot, weird. Uh, Is it all that plot from the comics? Yep. Yeah, uh, you're doing yeah, a little bit different. I'm going back and reading those. Okay. Um, slowly, I'm reading Spider Gwen, but there's the a good one. there's specifically uh, there's there's one supervillain who is going through the multiverse and killing all of the Supermans, or the the super <laughs> the spider the Spidermans, and then there's a Spiderman who's going through and collecting all of the Spidermans to form a. An elite team of spiders. How, how did you feel about Nicolas Cage in this movie? <laughs> that was fantastic. <laughs> I wish that Spider Pig had not been in it. Mm, yeah. I feel like okay, that's a funny joke. Like it's a funny joke to hear. Yeah. Oh, he was bitten by he was a spider that was bitten by a radioactive pig. Like that's a funny joke, but I don't <laughs> think that his character contributed anything to this movie. No, he is one hundred percent from the comics, though. Uh, yeah. I'm going to send you a picture. Right now. Oh, I, I, I know. I liked from the phone. one that was Diva from Overwatch, but yep. then she also had nothing to do. Hmm. Um. I don't know. Spider Gwen is aesthetically good in this film. She has a very good pink suit. Mm-hmm. Pink, pink and white, very good. Give me that that powder puff. Yeah. Um. I liked. How different it was. Uh, it wasn't just another white superhero. Um, yeah. He was half and half. <laughs> and neither of those halves were white. Yep. <clears throat> okay. He, last last question I have about this. What, what the heck is up with his dad's name? Which part? The name of his father, the character. I forget what it is. I know that his dad's last name is Davis. Yeah, his his dad's name is Jefferson Davis. Is it? (laughs) Yes. And so you hear them say Jefferson Davis a lot. What the heck is that about? Uh, His last name is Davis so that Miles' name could be Miles Davis. You mean Miles Morales. But then they changed his last name. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. But why... Why did they name him Jefferson Davis? I don't know. That's a... Like, that... I know that that's from the comics, but... I don't... If it's trying to say something, it's the thing that it's saying is not landing for me. Mm. It's just like, hey, remember the Confederacy? (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't want to. I don't know. I'm sure somebody who like is very deep into Marvel comics lore uh, is is yelling at their speakers. Haha, that's a joke as if anyone is listening to this particular episode because we don't have a guest. Yeah. Have you done anything else? Uh, I think that's it. Uh, what have you been up to? Um, I started reading a new book. I started reading The Age of Innocence by Edith Wharton. This game's... This game. This book is real good. Um, yeah. I'm maybe a quarter of the way in. And it is basically just so far, it actually reminds me a lot of uh, Pride and Prejudice. It's hmm. like, oh, these are like fabulously wealthy people, 
doing fabulously wealthy things. Uh, and and, and half of them are about half of them that, are dying of tuberculosis. No, no, it's set in in a, a period where they've gotten past that. Hmm. But it's just uh, if you knew these people in real life, you'd probably hate them. Hmm. But yep. It's quite, quite fun to just read about them and uh, imagine, ah, what if I were living this excessively wealthy existence? And then remember how you used to be back when you were a rich person. Diddle, 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 dumb. There's a deep cut for you. Uh, I went to see Michael Odanje talk. Yeah. Uh, he is a very famous award-winning author who wrote The English Patient, among other things. Yep. Um, and it was okay. I actually was, like, not super into it. Um, hmm. He was being interviewed by Jeff Dyer, who is uh, another famous author, who is very funny. Uh, and Jeff did a very good job with the interview questions. Uh, but I did, I did not find the answers particularly compelling, or, like, I was not super into it. I don't know how much of that was just like him and how much of it was he didn't wasn't feeling it that evening. He also read from his new book a little bit, and I found that incomprehensible <laughs> because he just picked a part in the middle to read from, and I had no idea what was going on, and I wasn't sure if I was supposed to have read this book before coming to this talk. <laughs> but Did I, it at I least have to do with the questions? Did it, no, he read before the questions. He, uh, did, he read for like an hour, and then he did an interview after. Um, but uh, I, I appreciated there were some questions like, so this one book that you wrote, it sucked. What's that about? He's <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, oh, no, no, it didn't suck. It just completely failed to sell any copies. You know, so by some, by some metric, it was a flop. How do, mm. you, how do you reconcile that? That stuff was interesting. Um, hmm. How did he reconcile that? I think he was just like, well, I'm, I'm rich and I made a million dollars off of the English patient and like, I got to write the book that I wanted, so it didn't matter if it sold or not because I really wanted to write it. Huh. I don't know. Something like that. I mean, he didn't say it that way, but I, I got the impression that he was like sad that it didn't sell, but like it didn't ultimately matter because most of his books sell really, really well. Hmm. Um, I also watched uh, the third season of True Detective. Ooh, that's all out now, completed. isn't it? Completed, uh, and it was good. It was not great. Hmm. It was so it was simultaneously too similar and not similar enough to season one. So like the setup huh. was similar, the mystery was kind of similar, but. It didn't, so it, it took a lot of stuff from season one, but it did not take the stuff from season one that I thought made season one good. The, uh, the Lovecraftian horror aspects. Well, like the <laughs> sort of, not, not that, but like the sort of unrelenting nihilism and mm. sort of like dark underbelly of society. And it's just a very like upbeat, positive season <laughs> in a way that the other two were not. And that's fine, but I think that it's actually brought down by its similarity to season one in, because of that. Mm. Um, and there's even, like, they there's a reference to season one in it by one of the characters. And the main characters, like, in the last episode, one of the, one of the characters will make a reference to the events in Louisiana or something. And the guy will be like, the guy just says to the screen, like, nah, this ain't that. And like, <laughs> okay, buddy, then, like... I'm fine with you not being that because I liked season two and no one else did. But <laughs> you sure are borrowing a lot from that, which makes me constantly compare you to season one. And I mm. wish that this had just either been season one again, in which case I would have been like, well, it was good. It wasn't as good as season one, but like I was more of that thing that you like. Or if they had gone like season two and just done something good but different. Mm -hmm. But... I think they tried to split the difference and didn't quite thread that needle or land that plate or whatever metaphor you want to use. <laughs> land that needle. Yeah. Uh, they couldn't, they couldn't split that. They couldn't square that circle. That's where, <laughs> that's where you want to go. And this is like, not to say that this season wasn't good. Cause like, I still liked it, but I found it ultimately dissatisfying because 
it kept building and building and building. I, there was just nothing to build to. Mm. So I'm sure you'll watch it in 10 years and then have an opinion about it. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll watch like half an episode every uh, every week. Maybe that's what I did. That's why it took me so long to finish it. Mm. Um, until I was like, oh, there are three episodes left. I should just watch the three of them today and do nothing else because I'm a uh, lazy bum. So... Yeah, it was, I don't think it was a failure, but I think that we may not get another season of True Detective, at least for a while. Well, the first one took seven or eight years to make, right? I don't know how long. I did see that Nick Pizzolatto said that he's satisfied with it as a trilogy, and Mm. that although he knows the studio, or like the, the network would like another season, he's thinking about other things at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I saw an interview with him online that was just like, all the mysteries of True Detective Season 3 revealed with Nick Pizzolatto, and they would just like ask him a question about something that was ambiguous in Season 3, and he would just be like, oh no, here's the exact meaning of that, and <laughs> what the interpretation is, and what was actually going on in the story. And I was like... I, I guess that's another way that you're not season one because you didn't want to leave anything open. But, like, you should have put that stuff in the show. And also, you're missing the point, buddy. Like, you shouldn't be telling us that stuff. Yeah. Like, don't, don't go don't worry. and you would be like, oh, yeah, he's, he, like, he, he actually is this. Or, like, his wife, <laughs> this is what happened to his wife or, like, whatever. Don't worry. This is why we have Death of the Author. Uh, yeah, but Death of the Author does not mean that. Death of the Author <laughs> means that you shouldn't read the author's <laughs> biography into the work. Not that you, like, what the author says about a thing carries no weight. And it's not, it wasn't even like, this is the author's interpretation of it. It was like, oh, we shot that scene, but it got cut during editing, and here's what was in it, and this is the way it is. Mm. It was just like, come on, don't don't tell us that stuff. Save that stuff for 15 years later huh. in, a, in a retrospective book that no one will read. Anyway... Uh, you want to talk about some games? Yep, let's talk about some games. As mentioned, assisted in uh, playing Super Mario Odyssey. Does Mario Odyssey have multiplayer? Yes. I think it uh, does, right? You can play yeah. as Cappy. Yep, you can do uh, uh, Mario and Cappy. I felt that that was a little too tricky for William. Like... It was either just me doing everything as Mario or me doing everything for him as Cappy. And then there wasn't anything for him to do. And there wasn't like, there's not that level of communication yet where like we're solving puzzles together in real time. Um, multiplayer is really cool though. And there's some stuff that you can do in multiplayer that you can't do in uh, single player. There's a couple of really cool jumps that you can look up on uh, uh, on YouTube. Um, it's like crossing vast distances that you're not supposed to be able to cross. And also like there's a, a, a warp pad two feet to the right. So why would you? Right. Uh, uh, playing Dark Souls again. And that's fantastic. You should play the DLC for three. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, you should. It's good. <laughs> it's the best part of Dark Souls three. Yeah. The DLC. Do you yeah. go back to Lord Ram? Again. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm it's it's on the list. I'm not really playing games for me so much right now. Um our uh, our board games night has split off into uh two of us playing Dark Souls and then the other two uh baking or going to see a movie or whatever. Or getting baked. Hey. <laughs> hey. Um and uh so yeah, a friend of mine picked up dark souls (laughs) he comes to me and he says so person who frequently wears a dark souls shirt and did a whole podcast series about dark souls is uh is dark souls any good (laughs) he didn't say the first things but uh he asked the wrong person if he he wanted an objective opinion aged very well just go to dark souls 3 (laughs) no I, I, uh, I'm, it's very difficult to not just spoil everything. 
I'm, uh, I think where I've landed is like stuff that is just completely impossible to ever guess and is things that you'd only get on your, like your 10th playthrough or like the, the, that page on the wiki is, so you've beat Dark Souls. Here are all of the things that you could never have possibly been expected to find. Uh, now do a new run and just like do this bizarre dance where you're doing everything in very specific orders. Um, anyway, so like, uh, there were, there were things like, so that, that spider covenant, how about that? You just need 28 more souls to make something happen, but I won't tell you what. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm probably doing too much of that, but, um, uh, we're, uh, I, I also picked up a copy on the Switch and I've been following him around as a, uh, a sorcerer because I, I only know how to make sorcerers. Sorcerer is the best in Dark Souls 1, so... Oh, only in one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I heard they got rebalanced in 3, so now that they're now they're halfway good. Well, they were never bad in 3 overall. You just mm. only... you just They were good, but you had to have a very specific set of equipment and you couldn't deviate from it at all, and then you would do, like, perfectly serviceable but not great damage. Ah... Well, I mean, it's 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 definitely a much safer playstyle. You're not up in anyone's faces. Um, also, uh, sorcery is completely not uh, PvP PvP friendly because you will never ever land a hit because everyone knows exactly when and where your uh, huge bomb damage spells are going to land. And just you like use that roll the corrupting mist. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Just shut off, shut off an area so they can't go into it. I am trying to carefully guide him to uh, Ulisile before Sif. Because yeah, that's a good I am, idea. Don't I'm do a that. Mean that's person. so mean. <laughs> such, He's, a, uh, such a cruel thing to do. He went into Darkroot, did the Moonlight Butterfly, and then, like, noped out. So. Uh, and, and he hasn't done the uh, the forest yet. I think he's going to like the Forest Guardians. Forest Guardians are great. Forest Guardians? Yeah, the, uh, the Covenant. Oh, oh, Forest Hunters. Forest Hunters. It's like, do you mean the giant hedgehog cats? Like, what? Ah. Like, those, those aren't anything. They're also not fun. Uh, another thing that I did was uh, I dropped my uh, Havel set. Uh, weapons and shield and everything. Mm. Um, for him to pick up so that he can then summon me uh, in my new character, which is just going to be Havel again. And then I, I'll just start the game instead of having to get to Anerlando uh, for the set. With the... they uh, As long as you have... Uh, oh, maybe not even. Uh, they put the... They, they added Dark Souls to Dark Souls 3's password system into Dark Souls 1. So you can just summon exactly who you want without the fiddly random nonsense um and also and maybe not connected to that they made it so you can summon anybody at any level uh, that's but... always been the case in dark souls one really hasn't it um, i mean not so as long as you're using passwords it's been like that um, dark souls one uh, didn't have passwords right there was just no dark way souls to guarantee it three if you use passwords your level was not considered hmm uh, they uh, they average your, your stats down. Yep. Or your damage or something. Yeah, it scales you. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a thing that I might do. Uh, just walk around as Havel. I was thinking of just putting my sign down for the Anerlando archers. Um, and just slowly walk up that ramp as a big old shield. I also want to do a, a, a Dark Wraith run. I also want to do... I've got a lot of plans. This is a good game. I like this game. Yeah, might not... Like Dark Souls 3. Might not, might not ever actually get to uh, any of those grand plans. Um, been playing Bahamut Lagoon. I somehow convinced you to play it. Uh, and then I thought that I should play it again. The last time I played it was... This did not hold up. It sure is slow. It's so slow. 
Yeah, it is. Fire Emblem has spoiled me because you can push a button and turn off all animations and uh, combat. Or you can just hold down a button and make all of that stuff ten times faster. And Bahama yep. Lagoon does not have that. And uh, You're playing in emulations, right? So you could just speed up the emulator. Yeah, uh, I'm using SNES 9X 3DS. Um, I don't know if there's a way to tweak. Uh, I don't have that luxury. I'm playing skip. an actual cartridge. Huh. Did you did you get a, a flash cart? How are you yeah. playing the patched version? Uh, I bought a copy of the game. Yep. Slotted it into my Super Nintendo. Yep. And dumped the ROM image to an SD card that's also in the Super Nintendo. Oh, so you're not playing off I the cartridge. Patched the thing, and then I'm running the dumped copy uh, on actual hardware as if it were a cartridge. Yeah, and uh, that does not have a fast forward button. No, because mm. it's the actual hardware. Yep. Um, and you can actually put the save back onto the regular cartridge if you have the hardware to do that. Oh, if that's I pretty have cool. A, if I have the hardware for that, which I do not, but I could buy it. If I ever need to transfer my saves back to my actual cartridges, mm. that is possible. Um, yeah, the uh, at least on the uh, the 3DS implementation, uh, the fast forward button adds like five frames per second, mm. so it's barely faster enough to notice that it's faster. Mm. Maybe there's just like a config config file that uh, where you you turn out to seven thousand. And just be done combat before it starts. Well, you have to choose your moves, unlike Fire Emblem, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, uh, shoot, maybe we can talk about this on a podcast after you've played more of it. Maybe. Yeah. Anyway, Bahamut Lagoon is uh, way up there in my uh, list of games that I think are good. Mm. Um, and now I can find out if that's true or not. Yeah, I, I, I put all the work in to get playing it, and then I played it for, like, 20 minutes, and that's been all the time that I've had. Mm-hmm. Um, how about you? You've been playing some games. Yeah, I've been playing Anthem, that game that everyone hates, but Shoot. I think wait, rules. Wait, 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 I remembered another game. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's Downwell. Uh, yeah. Yep. I... Uh, I was looking for one screen platformer on the Switch and it recommended Downwell, so I got that instead. And then I also got one screen platformer. Is that on Switch? But I have not played it. It's on Steam. Yeah, I, I don't think it's on Switch. I got it on my computer, which is n- not in the room that I'm ever in. I also have Downwell in the room that I'm on never my computer in. because it was free. Oh, nice. It was a, it was a Twitch Prime game at some point. Mm. I've it's so a... many games through Twitch Prime. Shoot. Like, I also have it from Twitch Prime. The you are you reminding me. Buy it. I just also paid for it. <laughs> All right, it's okay. I, I can play it on my Switch, which is a huge okay. plus, and uh, that's fun. Play the Switch in uh, in portrait mode. Yep. Can you? No. Yeah. Yes. Can you? Yes. Huh. All right, that'd be really good for that game. Yes, um, it would. Yep. You uh, you fall down. You can shoot but only straight down and it gives you a little bit of lift um, and you can bounce off of enemies. You don't reload your gun until you land or bounce off an enemy and sometimes bouncing off an enemy will hurt you instead. You gotta figure out which ones are friendly that you can bounce off. Um, You can build up a combo um, which is not broken when you land in special side room exits. And that also pauses everything. So you can just run in, get a power-up, run back out. And my highest combo so far has been like 11, which is not really high. Uh, it's fun. Uh, I think that description is more or less the entire game, though. Like, yeah, there it's, are... It's not deep. It's yeah. just... <laughs> this... I don't think a well that isn't deep is a very good well. Well, actually, uh, it's... <laughs> All right, anyway, uh, you, you were saying about Anthem. Yeah, I think Anthem rules. I know everybody says this game sucks and that it's the worst piece of garbage that has ever been put out by a video game company and that nobody should play it because it's made of turds. But you know what? 
I really <laughs> like flying around. But you know what? Robot. I really like turds. <laughs> yeah. I really like being a, a dude flying around in a mech suit. And then I see an enemy and I hit the Y button on my controller and I raise my fist to the heavens and deliver a sh- smashing blow dive bomb and they all go flying. And then, now, yeah. that said, there are already like five or six of these games out there. Are there? I mean, yeah, so you're, people, you're like your your Warframe and your Frame War and your God of Frame and your like Warframe though. Mm, Titanfall. Titanfall you got your, is not at all this sort of game. You got Halo. Halo is a different. <laughs> you're naming like first person shooters, and this is a, not a first person shooter. This is a third person mm. uh, action game. All right, Gears of Halo. Um, Halo of War. Yeah, so people like compare it to Destiny and The Division, I think, the most. I think both of those are first-person shooters. Maybe The Division is not. Hmm. Um, but I think they're comparing Army of that Two. Because it, I guess the genre is uh, looter shooter, or shoot, shooter looter, or uh, sh- shlooter. Hmm. Destiny. Yeah, uh, I could not at all get into Destiny 2. I found it very, very boring. I'm not finding this game boring at all. I really like being the thing. It, it, you know, I, I've probably done that falling out of the sky punch move like a thousand times, <laughs> and it's still really fun. Oh, wait, and wait, I've got I, it. Metal yeah, Warriors on a Super yeah, Nintendo. There you go. Um, Armored Core. <laughs> uh, Speaking of From Software. Yeah. Then once, once I did a punch and then... Enemy was still alive, so I burned him with a flamethrower. That was good. <laughs> is this um, all multiplayer, or is this PvE? It is all multiplayer. There is no PvP at all. It is all the entire game is co-op multiplayer. But it's got well, plot. The, How do you, you have can plot? play it single player uh, if you want to? But yeah, it, it is just there is a campaign. Um, oh right, it's only co-op. It's not. There's no PvP, right? There is no PvP whatsoever. What? How do you make a game like that? By, I don't know, like what? In this economy, <laughs> um, I guess that's why it's not doing very well. I think it's doing really well financially. I think a lot of people bought it. Like the queue times are non-existent. It instantly hmm. match makes you with a full squad. I think it just is reviewing really bad, and Reddit uh, hates it. But there sure are a lot of people playing it all the time, hmm. and I'm one of them. I put I. How many, how many hours have I put into this game so far? Not as many as a lot of people. I have played 16 hours. I'm coming up on what I think is the end of the campaign. Um, I've done one dungeon, and that was okay. I was having a good time until the boss, and then the boss fell over in three seconds of sustained <laughs> fire, and I said, hmm, maybe they should have tuned that boss to have a little more health. Hmm. Um, I am not a person who cares about getting, like, the best loot in a game. And maybe if that's a thing that you care about, this game is not fun because the loot sucks or something. I'm enjoying it just because I really like flying around in my robot suit. Mm-hmm. Um, and the writing is Bioware writing. It's not definitely not their best, but, like, it's as good as a middling to high level Marvel Cinematic Universe dialogue, which mm. it's fine like not spider-verse though not spider-verse level of quality it's not anything like spider-verse it's closer (laughs) to like the avengers dialogue spider-verse is not a third person shooter yeah exactly (laughs) um i know that a lot of the complaints about this game are just like it runs like trash on my computer or it bricks my ps4 or whatever Mm. um that is not true it has not apparently actually bricked anybody's ps4 that was a, a a rumor that was spread by people whose PS4s were merely crashed. So in that <laughs> regard, it's only crashing PS4s. Uh, but it runs perfectly on my computer at like 200 frames per second because I have a new computer that runs everything amazingly. I'm super jealous. I could yeah. play Dark Souls 3 with that computer. I could play Dark Souls 3. If I've got it installed. <laughs> yeah, I guess that was a that was a haps that I didn't talk about, but I did build a new computer this week. Mm. And then I mailed off all my old parts to Mipu. Nice. So he's going to have a, a good computer, too. Happy birthday, Meepu. I mean, it wasn't a gift. He bought them. <laughs> uh, he, he paid several hundred dollars for all of my old computer parts. Mm. So, Except for the case. He didn't buy the case because the case weighs 25 pounds and shipping that internationally is a 
huge waste of money. Shoot. We just had a conversation with him a couple of weeks ago about his current case, which doesn't have any fans in it and is garbage. Yeah, but it would have cost like 300 extra dollars in shipping to mail the case. Right. I'm just thinking maybe we should encourage him to invest in a new case locally. Maybe. I mean, I did send him an enormous knock to a fan, which Mm. if he can't, if it doesn't fit in his case, then he (laughs) will be forced to buy a new one anyway. Hey, perfect. Meepu, get a new case. Your case is bad. Yeah, He's got to have fans uh, in and fans out. And yeah. don't just leave the side off all the time. My new case has a glass side with a hinge, and I love it. Ooh. Like, all right. You just see right into it, and if you need to get into it, you don't need to unscrew anything. You just, like, pull the handle, and it swings open on a, on a hinge. Gosh, I'm being spoiled. Does it have, uh, does it have lights? It does not, although it has uh, places that you can plug lights in if you wanted to install them. You, you got to put some lights in there. No, I think that those lights are incredibly tacky. <laughs> also, they just make the power consumption go higher for no reason. Like, what a mm. waste. Eh, some LEDs. It's not that. It's no. not a big... Uh... No. It's a waste of electricity. Hmm. Um, my, only, my only gripe about the case is that it doesn't have an optical disc slot, so I need to get an external one. And it doesn't it have a what? Sad. There's no... There's no it doesn't CD. have a... CDs cannot be played on it. Oh. There was no slot for that. I feel like that's fine. No, it's not. We're at the point where you can take a a, a picture with your webcam of the bottom of a disc and uh-huh. then play it. That is like, <laughs> that is I, not true. My ideal, <laughs> if, if I were to change anything, I would make it so that it, I could put in a floppy drive and CD drive in it. Floppy drive. Who in this day and age is ever going to be happy to see a floppy drive? A floppy Let disc? me tell you. There are reasons, there are reasons, listeners, that you <laughs> may soon wish to own a floppy drive. Hmm. That, well. is a, that, is a, that is a teaser for a thing that you guys don't know what it is. Gordon doesn't know what it is either. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> no, I know you don't. But there are reasons why a listener may, in fact, wish to own a floppy drive. Hmm. Um, I played Steinsgate Elite. It is uh, good. It's, I don't think it's as good as the regular original vanilla Steins Gate, but it's definitely good in different ways. Oh, uh, this is the one where they shoehorn all the uh, anime scenes in, right? Well, it's not shoehorn, it's just replace. But it means that because the pacing of the animation is different, you don't get as much of Okabe's internal dialogue. Mm. You also don't get like... 90% of the scenes though, right? Like they no, didn't... No, the only things that were not in the anime were the alternate endings, which they mm. have animated for this. So the like they, they did those. Ah, and um, the sequence, the most notable omitted sequence in this game, I think is the one where uh, you're running with Ferris through the streets because her Rynet partner is also like a Yakuza terrorist or something. <laughs> um, and that scene is not in the game like it was. Like the character of 4 Degree C that is, is cut. Mm. Um, and that was a, a very minor sequence, but people really liked that guy. And throwing flour up into the, <laughs> throwing cocaine up into the yeah. fluorescent lights. Um, but I, 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 did, I also played Steinsgate uh, 8-Bit. Ooh. And that game is a whole hour long. Did you play it on actual hardware? The, I played it on the Switch, which is the hardware <laughs> it exists for. You didn't but play it. it wasn't very it good. A... Not going to lie. It was, it was not very good. Uh, it you can't save it's mm. because it's an NES game. Uh, they hadn't invented saving yet. <laughs> uh, but the entire game front to back is like an hour or two long, and if you know what to do, you can you can get through it real fast. But it means that there are just game overs, and then it means you have to start the entire game over from scratch, and that oh, sucks geez. real bad. Yep. Um. Uh. I would not recommend you get this game if you have not played Linear Bounded Phenogram, which is the pack-in for this PC and PS4 versions. But I have already played that game, so this seemed like a <laughs> So only copy. buy this game if you already own it. Uh, yeah, basically. Um, but it definitely was about as good as many NES games, so I guess they achieved ah. their goal. Good. Um, I played uh, the Kingdom Hearts Virtual Reality Experience Ooh. on PlayStation VR, and it 
sucked real bad. Oh. It was just very, very bad. Uh, it's just a cutscene. Although I could move my hands, you couldn't do anything with them. Uh, Sora's, you, you are first person as Sora, and it just is replaying cutscenes from the franchise. Hmm. From first person perspective. But Sora's giant, goofy arms and feet keep cl- clipping into the screen view all the time. <laughs> and it's impossible to tell what's going on as a result. And then it, for one of them, it played, uh... Like it played the cutscene, and then the characters looked out into the ocean, and it just played the opening cutscene from a completely random game in the franchise. And I wasn't sure what I was supposed to be caring about. Weird. And then it it was like, come back later. We're gonna unlock more worlds. And I thought, (laughs) probably not. (laughs) I mean, I I probably will to see Mm. if they because because in the trailer they showed like actual like combat and interaction. Mm. That sure was not on display in any of the content that is available in in the current build. That's because you didn't try to just reach out and punch Goofy enough. Everything was listed as coming soon. I was like, why did you bother to release this? Hmm. Uh, I played one screen platformer, which is yes. a game, good game for the Recommended price. by friend of the podcast, Jake. Was it? Yeah, I went to buy it on Steam and it said... Uh, one of your friends recommends this game. Oh. By the way, this game costs 80 cents because it's a dollar, but it's 20% off right now. <laughs> and it is, it's like an, uh, like an I Want to Be the Guy or a, a Super Meat Boy, but the level is very short because it's only one screen long, which is why it's so cheap. There are... There's a lot packed in there. Two, I don't know if there is. No? I think that the amount of content justifies the price. I huh. beat it in a couple of minutes. And then I went and played through some of hard mode, which is the same level again, but with a couple extra obstacles. There are, I think, three or four playable characters, and they have different levels. But this is a game that you can see all of the content in in, like, half an hour. Mm. But it's pretty good. Like, for what it is, it's a solid recommend. And, like, oh, I didn't like this game. Sorry, you're out. You're less than a dollar that you paid (laughs) for it. Um. Sprite work is, is good. Music is good. Like, it's just, for, for what it is, it's a very good thing. Um, and I also, I, I uh, the last game I, that I played was Project Zero Two. What is that? Edition, I don't or, know what or, it is um, about. As, as it is called in Japan, Zero Two Deep Crimson Butterfly. It is the Wii port. It's not a port. It is a full remake of uh, Crimson Butterfly, which is the... Far and away the best entry in the, uh, I guess it's called, in a, see this is a, a series that is called One Thing in Japan, Another Thing in Europe, and a third thing in the United States. So depending on which region you live in, you just have, don't know this franchise or you know it under another name. Uh, in America, it's called, uh, Silent, uh, not Silent Hill, it's called Fatal Frame. Oh, okay. So, um... I'm very bad at this because I am not fast enough to take a picture of the friendly ghosts before they vanish forever, and mm. then you've mi- that I've missed them permanently. Uh, on the upside, you, I don't think that you get anything meaningful by capturing them all, but there's a lot of like, oh, I opened a door, there was a ghost there, <gasps> and I didn't hit the camera button fast enough, so I didn't get it, and I don't get to learn the deep lore behind that character. Mm. Um so this game uh-huh. is Luigi Snap. I mean, it, it Pokemon way, pre, way predates Luigi's Mansion. <laughs> like, by a full console generation, doesn't it? Well, PS2, GameCube, I guess they were around at the same time. When did Luigi's Mansion come out? 2001? I don't know. Luigi's Mansion, yeah, September 2001. On the GameCube, yeah. Yeah, Fatal Frame came out 2002. Okay, so I guess uh, this does not predate hmm. Luigi's Mansion. I was wrong. What about Pokemon Snap? Does it predate Pokemon Snap. Where on the timeline here? Pokemon Snap was N64, so... (laughs) No, the Pokemon Snap re-release on the... Have we not had a re-release on the Switch yet? Come on, guys. There was a virtual console release on the Wii. That's how I own it. Hang on. on There are are N64 games running on the Wii, and we don't have any on the Switch yet? 
Yes. That seems N64 like an oversight. was one of the virtual consoles system. You know that, like, the virtual console on the Wii is, like, by far the largest and most robust. It contains all... It's, like, Super Nintendo and NES and N64 and Master, Sega Master System and Game Gear hmm. and Turbo Graphics and, like, ColecoVision, maybe? Like, it's just everything. Like, it's I'm, it's I'm really, super excited really... about Turbo Graphics, except... It was just garbage. It's not a good. There, I think I own a couple Turbo Graphics games that are um, my 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 Wii, and they're they're fine. Mm. Some good stuff on there. Um, what else? What else was on there? Let's see. List of virtual console games only. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Okay. So here's what it was. It was NES, Super Nintendo, N64, Turbo Graphics 16 slash Turbo Graphics CD. Sega Master System, Sega Genesis, Neo Geo, Commodore 64, and Arcade. Hmm. So that's a that's a lot of systems. Yep. For comparison, the Wii U Virtual Console was like nothing, right? List of list of Wii U Virtual Console games was only the Nintendo ones plus Game Boy Advance and DS, and then hmm. the Turbo Graphics. Can you not like? Can you not run everything that runs on the Wii on the Wii U? Oh, yeah. Well, the Wii U still had access to the Wii Shop. Okay. So, I mean, not anymore because the Wii Shop is shut down. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the Wii U just had a button on its uh, main menu that was just, like, boot into Wii mode. And then it would run the Wii in emulation, basically. The the downside is that the Wii U could not put output uh, in 240. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So... If you wanted to play some of those old games, they they got upresed. Mm. Anyway, geez, what, what what the heck game was I talking about? Fatal Frame Two. This game, as I said, by far the the best game in the Fatal Frame franchise. Um, never released in the United States. I, so while it was fully localized, uh, it was only available in Europe. So I, I bought just bought a copy from Europe. Um, you play as the twins Miyu and Mayu. Uh, Japanese schoolgirls who have stumbled their way into the cursed village and you go through a series of haunted houses you add, 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 using this tool called the camera obscura you can take <laughs> pictures of the spirits that haunt these places and lay their souls to rest by taking photos of them because you cannot fight in any way um, as you like the the better your pictures are, the more points you get. You spend those points on upgrading your camera. You can upgrade, like, the strength of the film or the speed of the reloading the film when you need to need to put more film in it because it's set in a time period when cameras still had film. Hmm. Um, this game... It, so this game... Unequivocal win. I think this is just, like one of the best games in the horror genre that has ever been released. Um, hmm. And the Wii version is like clearly just the best version of it. Uh, it was originally PS2 and and Xbox original. I can't say I can't say Xbox One. Um, they've complete. I mean, all of the graphics obviously way better. Uh, major change is that. The, the original release had a fixed camera angle for all the rooms, and this one you can just, like, walk around it like it's a normal video game place where you have camera control. Mm. And the way that this game... So, like, I'm not a person who gets scared by video games. I know that this is not true for you, Gord. You find <laughs> yourself getting scared by video games. Yeah, um, the, but that Luigi's Mansion. Yeah. But the way that this game builds tension is really, really good. Because whenever there is a thing that you want to interact with, um, whether it's like opening a door or picking up an item or whatever, uh, your character, like it goes to a fixed camera angle, angle where your character is reaching for the thing. And you have to hold down the A button to make their hand slowly extend for it. And if you release the button, they pull it back. Mm. So even if it's a door that you've opened like 10 times, you still have to do this every time. <laughs> and... There's always a chance that, like, this time something's going to grab your head or there's going to be something behind that door or whatever. 
because I think it's rolling for a random chance every time that you do this for some spook to happen. Mm -hmm. So anytime you want to interact with anything, you just have to, like, suddenly it's really tense because, like, oh, if I mess this up, like, maybe I'll lose a huge chunk of my health because a ghost will get me. Like, you're never, you're never fully safe that way. Mm. And you need to, uh, you obviously, like, need to interact with all of these things to progress the game. So even if it's an area that you've cleared out, it's never going to be okay to go through there. Mm-hmm. Um, and the music is very good. It's just like, dum, 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 every time you, you're doing this. Um, very good at building tension this way. Um... I miss this franchise. I guess, like, I shouldn't say I miss this franchise, right? Like, the last one came out on the Wii U, so it's been less than one full console cycle since the last one. And the characters were in Smash, like, way more prominently than I would have expected. Yeah. Um, so I don't think anybody's forgotten about this franchise. I think we just haven't gotten one in three or four years. It's not like Silent Hill, which is just gone forever. Hmm. You know, everybody loves Resident Evil. Like, that's the, the biggest horror franchise. I've just never been able to get into it. Oh, you should. It's a, a third-person shooter now. Uh, you mean a first-person shooter now. I've no, wasn't, never... wasn't Seven third-person? Seven. No, Seven is first-person. They've all been third-person except for Seven. Hmm. I've just never been able to, like, I don't find Resident Evil scary. Like, it has some jump scares, I guess, like when a, when a dog blows its way through the window and you weren't expecting to just have a, a dog attacking you. But it's like a, Resident Evil's like a, like a campy grindhouse 70s action thing. Mm -hmm. And I just, I just don't find it. I mean, it's the same way that, like, House of the Dead isn't scary, but House of the Dead is is funny. Like, House of the Dead is a straight-up comedy. Mm -hmm. Resident Evil wants you to be scared, I think, but I just don't... I just don't get it. Yeah. All the horror games, all the horror franchises I like have, have uh, sort of fallen apart or gone dormant, because Fatal Frame hasn't gotten a game. Silent Hill is dead. Thanks, Konami. It's not like we're getting another Amnesia game. Hmm. Yeah, those games... Hmm. I mean, I guess they put out A Machine for Pigs, which was a different studio and also not scary. Yep. They put out Soma. But, I don't know, I don't think Soma was scary in the way that I don't... I mean, I didn't think Amnesia was scary either, but I thought Amnesia was good. I hear Soma's good, but it's also not going to be a horror game. It's going to be a sci-fi game. In the same way that, what was it? Uh, what, was, what was the game that they made before Amnesia? Uh, I don't know. Penumbra. Penumbra. Penumbra, Overture, and then Black Plague. Remember, because I got that game in the first ever Humble Indie one. Whoa. I played through most of it, and it was also not scary. It was f real fun, but like not at all scary. Um, and it was just the same sort of game as Amnesia, but you were in a, in a mine instead of in a castle. I don't know. I feel like horror games... I, yeah. Me say, I feel like horror games have sort of lost their way as like Resident Evil 2 Remake is the biggest thing in the world right now, right? Like, hmm. sell it huge. But it's not scary. Like, it's not horror. I don't know. You like horror, right? You saw that movie that was scary that one time. I liked it. Get Out is fantastic, and I'm really looking forward to Us. Yes, so. that, uh, apparently it was just wildly popular at Sundance this year. Hmm. But I get out also not uh not the sort of I mean get out was super good mm. like I don't want to in any way disparage get out but my particular it's favorite, not real horror man no I, my my particular preferred horror is like a supernatural horror of some sort whether it's like a, a monster or a, a ghost or something mm. um. Uh, Cabin, Cabin in the Woods the... was magnificent. Yeah, Cabin in the Woods also not scary though, like very mm. funny. Yeah, that, that was a comedy. Let, let me be clear. I I don't think that there are any scary movies or games <laughs> or books. Like I've never never actually been scared, but I've really enjoyed ones that are trying to be scary. Like I know everybody's like uh, the Ring. Like, uh, but I, like I thought the Ring was good. Like I liked the Ring. I like 
I do also like Asian horror a lot. Like I've watched a lot of those Asian horror movies that are all about the long-haired girl ghost. Um, it's always the same ghost. <laughs> but like, I liked A Nightmare on Elm Street, although that did eventually turn into a comedy as well. Hmm. I liked Rosemary's Baby, and then I learned about uh, about the the fella who made that movie. Um, about good old, good old Roman Polanski. Um, I don't know. I like I like a supernatural horror in literature. Hmm. Yep. Yeah, like. Uh... Why I don't like slasher movies that much. It's just like okay, like that could happen in real life. That's not interesting. So, so what you're saying is that your favorite game, your favorite recent video game, is uh, shoot, what was it called? Was it just called Lovecraft? Uh, no, it was called Call of Cthulhu. Call of and Cthulhu. It, <laughs> like it also was. It was not trying to be horror. Like that was not a horror game. That was an adventure game. Oh, I was like why? Being that was like uh, someone's Call of Cthulhu campaign that was made into a video game. It was literally based on the tabletop game. It had all, it had the same like stats and skill point by stuff. I think. Yeah, Call of Cthulhu just wasn't wasn't good. I know people that liked it, but yeah. I didn't enjoy it, and also it was super racist. So in that way, it was true to Lovecraft. <laughs> <laughs> and I uh, I think I I bought the oh and I finished the Xeno Gears at last. Oh yeah. Yeah, how does and it this feel game, to be free? ruled 9 out of 10 red pages review zeto gears is super good i don't know my review might bring down the average uh-huh oh, my okay. review is uh, okay i let tried me, playing me, this game for 20 minutes and couldn't let me let me uh raise my score a bit to average it so that the average comes out to a 9 out of 10 this game was a 20 out of 10 <laughs> mine was a negative 9 out of 10 yeah, yeah. negative negative 11 out of 10 uh-huh yeah so uh, the one of the twists ended up being the same as in Xenoblade, and I was just like, "Haha, okay, it still works for me." This twist, even though it's is not it, new, it's. Uh, hmm? Is it that the planet is a giant robot? No. No, it's actually the plot of this game. Like, do you care about spoilers for this? Uh, Are you gonna ever play through fifty hours of this game to get to the end? If they, if they put out a drug that lets everyone live. Until like 300 or something, I might have enough time to okay, play. Okay, so game. do you care about spoilers? Uh, well, maybe or maybe not, but also this place is getting really no- noisy very quickly. Uh, so should, maybe should, we could, I, should I spoil them for you or we not? Could, maybe we could wrap up instead. Well, let me say this: the the one of the re- there are many reveals in this game. One of the reveals definitely reveals why this was originally pitched as a sequel to Chrono Trigger because mm. boy uh do you remember the opening cutscene of this game with the spaceship yep that crashes uh what if I told you that spaceship was carrying Lavos <laughs> all right I'm down yeah like they were transporting it from one planet to another and it got loose and that's why their spaceship crashed mm. so that's uh that's a thing in this a very minor plot point, but I was just like, oh, like, 40 hours into this game, like, oh, suddenly, like, this is a very, very Chrono Trigger situation. Anyway, we got we to wrap it up, so... Yep. Uh, you should say... Thanks, everybody. Patreon, Twitter, Oh, yeah, thanks to our Patreon backers at patreon.com slash redpagespodcast. Um, email us, redpagespodcast, you know, contact at redpagespodcast.com. That's the one. Yep. Um, I hear some some chillings. <laughs> yes, you do. Yelling in the yelling in the mists. Um, do we have anything final to say about this? Who's our next guest? I don't know. We're going. I'm going to GDC in two weeks, so maybe. Uh, nice. We, so for for our patrons, we released uh, an Indicade episode this past week, uh, which is very bad. Which is why it didn't go out on the regular feed. It's ten minutes <laughs> long. And it is a piece of garbage. But if you haven't listened to that and you're a Patreon backer in the Slack, you got the link. So go. you can go to listen to, oh, geez, what was the file name? Uh, IndieK2016.bad. And I'm going to try and do something similar for GDC. And if it's good enough, it will go out on the regular feed. And if it sucks, then 
it will be consigned to the dustbin of history and in three years I will put up a, a <laughs> supercut of it just the way that I did with IDK 2016. Um, ones of minutes of editing went into that <laughs> file, as I said. It's more and than, I guess... like, if, if you're not a Patreon backer and you want to hear that, uh, you know what to do, but I wouldn't recommend anybody pay any quantity of money to hear it because it is bad. Uh, but it does have guest star Jim Frog Fractions. Uh, I guess we'll put Bahamut Lagoon off as our assignment if you're yeah, going to... Yeah, you uh... it, as you learned. No, no, no. Just until you're back from GDC and not playing 10 games at once. Yeah, well, I'll be... Go- I'm, I don't, GDC is in two weeks, so I'll probably have time to play a little bit of it unless I just decide to play... I also have to finish Kingdom Hearts 3. Hmm. That game is apparently... I've got like five hours left. I'm coming up towards the end. But it's just not as much fun right now as it was at the beginning... Oh, you know what? I didn't talk about. Didn't talk about Pirates of the Caribbean Five, which I watched, and it's I got nothing else to say about it. It is a bad movie. (laughs) Do not watch that movie. Don't be like me, kids. It's over two hours long, and you will want every single minute of those two hours back. So bring like bring your crochet hooks with you if you're gonna. Oh yeah, I was doing something else while I was watching. (laughs) Boy, this is bad. Anyway, Pirate Six coming in 2022. Good night, everybody. Truckle Stein. <laughs>